Hola, Filterinos. Before we get to the episode, we wanted to take a moment to address the June 24th, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. As you know, uh, this decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. We believe everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Learn more by visiting podvoices.help. If you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. We're going to have a bunch of links in our show notes. Everybody here at PopFilter encourages you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Now on to the show. This week's episode of the Superhero Show Show will find out What's been happening at the San Diego Comic-Con so far? What's been happening in Rivervale? No, I didn't say Riverdale, but instead Rivervale. And what's so alluring about villains with Mike's interview with the Tomes of Evil podcast? All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. And welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every live-action TV show based on the comic book and the cartoons that we feel like covering and the movies that come out a week or so later. I am your host for the evening, Mike Gravano. This is not your daddy's Superhero Show Show. The adults are gone, and it's just me and Ryan here to fuck shit up and take names. No, Mike, tell me what you said before. Before we started recording, you said, go along with me. I'm so glad the girls aren't here. You didn't go along with me, but I'm glad that I could get your thing out. And I got to say, I was disgusted by that, your phrasing, like that you would say that. But I got to say, man, this is kind of nice. Uh, First of all, I'm in the podcast studio right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. Typically, when the girls are here, they fill the the entire podcast studio with lotion. And we just have to. And it reeks. We have to sit. It's very fragrant. What are the two things we're allergic to, Ryan? Uh, fragrance and lotion. And we say kindly, I don't want to break out in hives. Uh, the longer I'm around this kind of scent, the drunker I'll sound. And what do they do every week? Fill the goddamn studio with lotion. The other night, uh, I said, I don't love hives. And Caitlin smashed a bottle on the wall and then wrote hives into my head with half of a glass bottle. You know what? That pretty mean, excellent prank. Um, and like, I did learn my lesson. I mean, like, look. Teachers, they don't know what they're doing today. I learned my lesson. Hey, maybe teachers, get a little bit of glimpse of Caitlin teaching. She's teaching you to never be vulnerable around her. Never tell her what you're not good. And that scar, like hives. that scar on my forehead that says hives forever, like I, I'm not going to forget that lesson, right? Like that's, that's in my head, literally if and figuratively. Want, when it heals up a little, because hives is weird as a conversation starter, uh, I can very surgically break a bottle and make it so it says heim. So everybody just thinks you're into the L.A.-based three-piece. Oh, I was going to get Caitlin to cut a K in front of the hives. So it says K-hives. I'm, I'm part, so of, the part of the K-hives. So, yeah. Uh, but, no, like, this is, this is actually kind of cool. The, the lotion is gone. The fragrance is gone. And, I don't know, 
What just if, dry and ashy smelling like B.O. What if we just had fun? I don't know. Is it possible to, like, uh, is there a middle ground between being ashy and filling the podcast studio with lotion like it's a fucking bathtub so you have to lay in the thing that smells like peach yeah. all the time? Do you remember foam parties from the early 2000s? Uh, do you, uh, are you talking to the inventor of foam parties? Uh, did you invent the foam party? I did invent the foam party, yeah. I was like, hey, does this party have no foam? That's when it came to me. Look, I want to dance, but I also want to take a bubble bath at the same time. And then in comes this goddamn genius, Ryan. You want to talk about incomes? I got income, you. like That was a lot of incomes for me because I made a lot of money on the phone party business. Are you mad that they cut you out of the movie Party Monster? I'm not mad because I wrote and directed it under pseudonyms. Oh. Yeah. I also starred so as all, all of the people. You were Seth Green and you were Macaulay Culkin? I was. And I can do those impressions right now, but I won't because you're not going to pay me the money to do that. I would not. Right. Now, a lot of the audience have... is thinking, I would pay him the money. Can he please do those impressions? But you're not here right now in the studio. The, the lotion-free studio that I'm in right now. Demand uh, demanded on Patreon. Yeah. All right. Okay. Join our Patreon. You want to be a little pay is, pig? Of course, Patreon.com slash your pop filter. Become a pay pig. We love our pay pigs. We love our pay pigs uh, more than anything. We really do. And you can tell by the cute little nickname we came up with for them. <laughs> And uh, you'll you get to demand things, and you'll get extra content, and then you get to say, "Ryan, please show us your award-winning, very expensive impressions." But honestly, Mike, I thought it was so weird before we started recording that you were like, "I'm so glad those lotion covered in lotion, gross ass fragrance wearing little fucking uh, people aren't here." And I was like, "Mike, that mm-hmm. you, we can't talk about them like that. They're our partners and our friends." They are our partners and our friends. But I'm sort of thinking about what if they weren't our partners nor our friends. Like already, this show is my favorite show of all time. Do we need a lawyer for this? Uh, yeah, for but a friend my, slash podcast breakup. I do have some bad news. Uh, the pop filter lawyer is Cassie and Caitlin on retainer. What? Yeah, they say they share sole lawyership. Yes, and what they of course, obviously, I know what you're going to ask because of lawyer rules. They do sit on each other's shoulders and wear a trench coat. Well, that's lawyers. Mm-hmm. That's lawyers for you, bub. Uh, a lot of people were like, lawyer up as in, like, we should get a lawyer. No, they were like, lawyer up as in, they lawyer make up. it make they it taller. Knew. Get taller Tallest as a lawyer. lawyer in the room wins. That's lawyering up. Gosh darn it. Spinning out here, man. I don't know what to do. I wanted a lawyer up. I don't think they'll help us. Well, Mike, you're the fucking host of the show. You have to get your shit together. By the way, right. um, had some chocolate-covered honeycomb today. Yeah. Absolutely delicious. It is delicious. That's what you get. I I would please go if you're a person in the world, and I and I, I God am. God I pray that you are. Get yourself some honeycombed, covered in chocolate. Now, did you harvest the honeycomb? Did you go out into the woods as a wild honeycomb, and then did you melt like a fondue fountain? You know what's weird you do is that's such a good question, Mike, and I really appreciate you asking me that because one, it shows that you pay attention, and two, it shows that you're not wearing fucking lotion all the time. God damn it, what is it with them? They want so much lotion. No, if you're so lotioned, you you skate on by because you're too greased up. I have just enough friction to pause and be like, what did he say? You know what? How about this? For lotion in the future, uh, put it on your elbows. And your knees, but maybe not in your brain. Maybe don't cover up your brain with lotion so you stop fucking Every asking great questions like that. I give a Thomas's English muffin. Nooks and crannies are for English muffins, and that's it. Oh, imagine putting a chocolate-covered honeycomb on an English muffin. <laughs> My goodness, Mike. You have made me shy and cummy today. 
That's a UK classic brekkie, if I've ever heard one. Oh, God. I will take a fucking... When I'm in Britain, old America, as we call it, mm-hmm. old America, uh, I will take a fucking chocolate-covered honeycomb, and I will empty seven or eight cans of baked beans all over that, and I'll be like, that's a fucking English mm. breakfast. All right, all right, governor. That's yum, an yum, English yum, breakfast if I ever seen one. Hello, hello. Mm. Hello, hello. Cheers to the queen, Margaret Thatcher. What is that, an umbrella there, mate? Foster's UK Baked Beans. <laughs> Ryan, tonight is a huge show. We are, of course, talking about a random episode of Riverdale. Some of us may have thought it was the finale. It's not. We're talking about Riverdale. We're talking about all the news at a Comic-Con. We're talking about Umbrella Academy, and we're talking about X-Men, the animated series. All of that and more... And the more is I talked to some pretty cool guys from another podcast uh, called Tubs of Evil. All of that and more on tonight's The Superhero Show Show. It's time for a very special segment. There's a good reason, not just because they're covered in lotion, that Cassie and Caitlin aren't here. They are live in San Diego right now. And Ryan, you were live halfway between San Diego and the Pop Filter Studio in sunny Burbank, California, which I think puts you at, I don't know, Calabasas? Where are you hanging out right now, Ryan? Mike, let's cut to Caitlin and Cassie right now. They are on a working microphone that only comes in if they care enough about the podcast. Caitlin, Cassie, are you there? Oh my god, I did wow. not expect that. Wow, is it okay? Uh, no, that no, that that, that was, was your, me. That was your tummy yeah. gurgling, and I thought it yeah. might have been them. All right, so I guess I'll do the SDCC update. Um, Mike, there's a lot of things going on right now. Uh, Lord of the Rings trailer. Did you watch it? No. Um, Wait, Game the movie Thrones that came trailer? out like 15 years ago? Yes, they have a tra- new trailer for that movie. All right, is Topher Grace involved? It. But we're going to keep it to... First of all, we're only doing the first two days as of this recording. We'll do the next two days next episode. And also, we're going to keep it to our sort of home base, which, Mike, what do we do on this show? We do not talk about The Mandalorian. Look, the geek umbrella is very big. We can't cover it all, we you fucking lotioned up idiots. What we're covering here today and every time we record is TV shows and movies based on comic books. Honestly, Mike, right now listening to you, you seem a little bit like a Tim Robinson character hosting a podcast, <laughs> and I am here for it, for, and look, I want more of it. I don't know how many times we have to tell you and the audience, look, it's not at you. It's at two people <laughs> I won't name that aren't here right now, but it's not at you, audience. Wait, is it, can I, I have a guess as to who it is. Hmm. Is it two people who are at San Diego Comic-Con who could report in with this? Yes, but mm. they don't care enough to make our magical microphone work. So it's not them. The magical microphone works on how much you care. Are we telling, like, is that, uh, that's clear I enough, I don't know, right? maybe you can hear them in San Mateo right now. But certainly not up here in Burbank. All right. So what do we I got? Bet- what do we fucking, so we're not talking about. Lord of the Rings. Hey, and uh, Filterinos, if you see Ka- Caitlin and Cassie at San Diego Comic-Con, just know that they have not clipped their toenails in months. It is clickety-clackety. All right, so Mike, I'm gonna, we're going to stick to our sort of shit, sure. which is uh, TV shows based on comic books. And what we're going to do is I'm going to read a news item. Love You're going to give me a pithy comment about what a smart guy you so are pithy. and what you think about things. <laughs> and then uh, as the host of this show and the uh, CEO of Pop Filter Incorporated, you're going to assign these shows... To the four of us. I love that. Now, Cassie and Caitlin aren't here, so... Keep that in You mind. do what you want. Oh, I will. The first one is Disney shared a first look at Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil's Dinosaur, starring Allison Brie and Jennifer Hudson. Now, Mike, this is a 
children's show. What? I legit, this is the first thing that I've not heard of, and it's the first thing you're talking about. So I guess that's that's awesome. Which one's Devil Dinosaur? Yes. Which one's Devil Dinosaur? Oz and Brie. Oh, uh, as far as the boys actors go, I thought you were like uh, Caitlin. <laughs> you cover Devil Dinosaur, Cassie. You're a Moon Girl. Um, I don't know. I, Devil Dinosaur doesn't really talk. My but, guess um, is Moon Girl's Jennifer Hudson. I'm just saying Allison Brie should not be Moon Girl. God damn it! I hope fucking Marvel. Please have we don't gotten far enough one. to just say we just know she shouldn't be Moon Girl? But do you think this is going to help me out? Because apparently, uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is in the MCU. Yeah. So now Allison Brie and Brie Larson are both in the MCU, and I have had issues with this in the past. You will never not have issues till you meet them in person. A three way kiss happens. Well, uh, and that's like I'm available whenever. But uh, this whole Brie Brie me thing, it. it Stops me up. It's a real breesome. Um, Who am I? But this is for children. This is for children, Mike. So I don't know if we're actually going to cover this show. Well, we cover some stuff for children. You know what? I'm going to do Aliyup, the person who will enjoy this. Uh, they're not here. Caitlin. Caitlin gets Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Now, despite everything I just said about children, a trailer was released for I Am Groot. Five animated shorts debuting August 10th. All of them. Uh, all of them. Do you want to do this all in one false swoop? And if so, who's doing this? I don't want to do it in one false swoop, Ryan. I want to do it in one there, false like swoop. Like six minutes, which Mike. Which means one every week. Six minutes. You want to do a different I Am Groot every six minutes? Yes, I do. You think this every is what our audience wants? Every six we talk about I Am Groot. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up about She-Hulk. Guys, it's time it's for I Am Groot. Six minutes in is another I Am No, legit, that's what we're doing now. We have a six-minute interrupt I Am Groot commercial. Uh, I'm excited for this. I think it'll be cute. It'll be... The James Gunn's version of the boys cartoon, where it's just like everything's going to be diabolical. Yeah. yeah. And I, I actually had a good time doing diabolical yeah. week to week of being like, this one was good. This one. Not so bad. Yeah. I, I, I really do want to do them one at a time. Uh, okay. This is news to me, folks. This is a production meeting on air. We're going five weeks with I am group. And I'll take it. Uh, what if season two? Nope. Sorry. What if season two? We'll drop at the beginning of next year and include a Hella story. Odin, do you want to hear about this? I do. I thought you were saying, what if season two drops next year? I'm like, okay, season two of what? I know. I just don't want to hear about what the episodes are about. Oh, you don't even want to know the intro, the, the person. No, I want to like be surprised and then be like, Marvel Zombies, fuck. So there's a Hella but one and an Odin one. We know that. Odin versus the Mandarin. And this is the Mandarin of Shang-Chi, not... Of Iron Man. Not Trevor Slattery. Not Trevor Slattery. Uh, Captain Carter versus the Winter Soldier and Tony on Sakaar. Oh, that's the one that was supposed to have happened and they couldn't finish in time or something? Something. I thought that had to do with Gamora, but maybe she was on Sakaar. Yeah, Tony and Gamora are best buds forever. There's a fifth one, Mike. A fifth episode? That we know about. What? Marvel. One, six, oh, two. Marvel 1602. Me and you only. I was going to say me and you both, but no, it's just the two of us that are big fans of Neil Gaiman getting in there, it is getting dirty with the Marvel Universe. Of all the Marvel's Elseworlds, and I know they're not called that, uh, it's my favorite. It's so much fun. And it's it's thought beyond just like, isn't this crazy that everybody's a little different? Like, it has its own plot beyond like, it's different. I can't, but I still remember the reveal. That happened to me of this fucking, there was like this prehistoric man that was running around who had this name. And Rajas. I won't even say the name out loud. Oh. 
Because if you say the name out loud, it's going to give everything away. But I only read the name, and I was like, who is this who person? Is this because- I still remember sitting in the Barnes & Noble, reading it for free, which is the best way to read comic books, and being like, whoa, 1602. Uh, it's because him and Virginia Dare are the two new characters. And Virginia, Virginia Dare is the first new person born on U.S. in real life. And so they were mixing, mixing things up. And, they, and Isn't it Virginia Daredevil? Virginia Daredevil is... Should've Historically been. speaking, uh, and if you're a Roanoke obsessed kid like I was, it plays with all that. I'm I'm pumped, and I did not. Legit like question. What season two. Wait, I don't know how I feel about season two of what if. I did not like the first season of it. Yeah, I mean, like with a show like that, it's batting average, right? Yeah, and I think I did ultimately like it. I think that there was enough good, mm-hmm. better than bad, but I'll give it to uh, you. Then. Uh, okay. Uh, what was the other thing that was announced, Mike? With what if season two? Uh, do I guess here? Yeah. Marvel Zombies, the show. Incorrect. Season three, already in production. Oh. That one will be Cassie's. <laughs> now, this was a big reveal from our reporters on the site. Not only is <laughs> Spider-Man true. freshman year debuting in 2024, which so will be dead away. by then. Like, why even The world will be that? literally on fire. And do you know anything about the show? Like, is this MCU? I know Tom Holland is in it. Are we covering this show, do you think? I think we are. It is MCU. It is supposed to be about our Lord and Savior, Tom Holland Spider-Man, not played by Tom Holland, his first year being Spider-Man. So maybe we'll get to finally see Ben die another time. Which which is fine. Yeah, keep that out of the movies, because I paid $20 for this two hours, so keep that out. But uh, Charlie Cox is in... Yeah... Tom Holland is out. Paul F. Tompkins is playing. Pop is, Filter Hall of Famer Paul F. Tompkins is Pop is Filter in. Hall of Famer Paul F. Tompkins playing Peter Parker, do you think? No. J. Jonah James. Peter Parker. That'd be my No. Money. I think he's playing Spider-Man's best friend, Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> Lives next door. Is a funny uh, guy. Hey there, little boy. I guess I'll take care of you. Is that a good Paul F. Tompkins? <laughs> hey there, little boy. Hey there, no, it's a good Hulk Hogan. Boy. <laughs> it's also a little bit of an Andy Daly's cowboy character. Um, how much time do we have left? Uh, all the time in the world. Okay, X Men '97 confirmed to debut in fall 2023. Okay, Whew. wait, fall? That's so. That's almost 2024. I, and we should say that, like, we think that Marvel is keeping most of its stuff for D23. Right. D23 is now more important than San Diego Comic Con right. because of stocks. That like. It has more to do with like will Can stocks go up. Normal it's at folks the end of go the to DT three. No, I don't. I think it's really hard to get in there, right? It's just fucking stock sh- shareholders. Well, I think in the room where it happens, it is. But like, I think that like if you were like, if you're one of those adults who has Disney tattoos, mm. if you're like, I have every pin that they've ever made, then you can go to DT three. Look, you're annoying. Just come in. Yeah, I'm so glad DT three is their conference and not the announcement that we're getting a 23rd Mighty Ducks movie. <laughs> oh, no. I thought it was D23, the third sequel to D2, the Mighty Ducks. Yes. It's it's ignoring all the other ones that came after. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speed around these, speed Mike, around. and you're going to know why. Uh, Tales of the Walking Dead's first trailer debut. This is the now, anthology w- series? This is the anthology with like actual good actors, including like Aubrey Plaza. Are we... We've seen her be... A- is this a Life After Beth sequel? And Cassie and Caitlin are not here, but uh, we had a promise that we're not going to put Walking Dead in the spotlight anymore. We will watch it when Cassie inevitably fucks up. Uh, 
The final episodes of The Walking Dead will premiere in October. Cool. Uh, the Walking Dead spinoff with Rick Schoen. That is news. Will premiere in 2023. This is in lieu of the Rick Grimes movie. Okay. Because, yeah, it was going to be like a trilogy of movies. Mm-hmm. Do you think he, Andrew Lincoln, thought he was going to like act again? And for the last five years, he's been like, oh, fuck. I guess I'm oh, yeah. I think so. How many TV show stars have we seen leave and be like, I'm out of here, man. I'm going to make movies. And then be like, hey, man, let me back on. Uh, So much Walking Dead news. This is only the first two days of the show. Oh, we'll get so much more Walking Dead news for the next two days, (laughs) too, I'm sure. Next week's episode will have so much more Walking Dead news. Yeah. But that's what we got, Mike. Oh, and then also uh, Marvel Animation announced Marvel Zombies. I don't know if that's... I know those are two things that you love tremendously, but I don't know if you love them together. I love the comic, the first one, and then I read the when second one. When it was like one. novel? Huh? When it was novel? When it was like novel. Oh, I was like, I haven't read the novelization of it. No. I meant when it was like a new idea. Yeah, and then there's a bunch that came out, and the second one was lame, and then there's a bunch I didn't read after that. And Who knows what this will be. Yeah. Well, thank you for the SDCC report, Ryan. Also, I'm very excited about the Dungeons & Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves, but that's not what we do here on this show. It's not based on the comic. No, wait, 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 wait. Got to pick one. Dungeons & Dragons, Game of Thrones, Lord of Rings. Dungeons & Dragons. What the fuck? I get to sit that's down for two hours and leave. That's crazy to me. Instead yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes, sense. that makes sense. I was down on Game of Thrones. Everybody was like, oh, that last season ruined it. No, my friends. Four seasons before that, it started to get dumb. Yeah, it was a bad show for a long time. Uh, and Lord of the Rings, I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm right there with you. So Dungeon Dragons. Yeah. And I love Chris Pine. That is all the time we have. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it is our main show of the evening, Riverdale. <laughs> On this week's episode of Riverdale, it's a case of three jugheads. Tabitha and the real Jughead meet Bunker Jughead to learn what's going on between Riverdale and Rivervale, leading them to Rivervale's famous Jughead who made a deal with the devil. Know who else made a deal with the devil? Percival Perkins, 400 years ago, which he admits on a normal news show. And everything he's been up to is to escape with his soul and getting revenge on the descendants of those who try to leave him for dead. Again, 400 years ago. Tasty Ryan, I ask you this. How easy is it to wash jeans out of your body? Oh, I just, I, sometimes I wear them so long that they get so tight, like stitches, they get into my body. And so mm-hmm. what I will do, if my jeans are that dirty, I will sit my fucking white ass into the washer and I will turn it on and I will just wash them on my body. You know what? Eventually they're going to come off and I'll be able to go, get out of the washer and get stuck in the dryer and get ready for my stepmother. I guess it is true that it is one sister washing the other sister's serial killer gene by cleaning her feet now like um you've been watching riverdale all season but uh are you as ready as i am to just say hey betty shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of here man like all. oh i know <laughs> i know that you uh you uh, like oh do do you do the keto diet shut the fuck up about it like your evil gene no one wants to hear it but mikey but Mikey, I'm evil. I think she's probably the best actor on this, and they are pigeonholing her into this shit. Hey, Betty, you know what's you know what's crazy? Uh, you make your own decisions, man. Destiny, whatever. Like, uh, do it and do it right. But no, I am evil though. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
Mike, is that just the the the, the you subtitle were born, of Mike? Season? You were born with the DNA of being evil, and yet I am still not best friends with you. I would say you are in my top fifteen. Oh, cool! I, I, I have cool. a rule that says cool. the four, cool. the top fourteen should not have the evil gene. But you're in my top fifteen, okay, so bro. you're discriminatory. But you do talk about it a lot, and I would like you to shut the fuck up. Me? Yes. About, about your my evil gene. gene? Yes. M O M A, mama. That <laughs> just killed uh, a man. Yes. The mama gene. <sighs> it. I heard a thing, and I don't know if it's true. While preparing for this, Ryan, that the actors now get their script the morning of filming. Would you believe that? Is anybody like really trying hard anymore? I mean, and is that like is the reasoning to like keep secrets behind closed doors, or is it to look? We don't want to see their eyes roll, so just give it to them right now. Give them an excuse to like barely try. I don't know, man. Like I have been watching this whole season, and. You know what I want to talk about, even at this point? I've been watching all season, and you and I help each other through the things that we watch. Like, yes. we'll watch like a Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks movie, and you'll be like, I don't understand. And I'll be like, oh, Tom Hanks likes <sighs> Meg Ryan, and I'll be, uh, I will help you through that, right? But which one had mail? Right. And that's, that's what it is. Like, you've got mail. Wait, is that me? Is that them? Is that who I've is that? I've got mail, and then I run to the mailbox. Right. Every time. shit. And you miss a lot of the movie. That might be your problem with watching movies. That is part of it. I'm confused then. But so I help you with that kind of shit, the rom-com shit. And then you help me with like time travel, multiverse shit. Mm-hmm. I've been watching this whole season. This episode was confusing to me. I was waiting to talk to you. Did you get it? Did you? Did I think you get I get it? it. There is River Vale and River Dale. Percival Perkins is from the, t- the, the verse of River Vale. He landed there with the ancestors of the cast we know. Uh, made a deal with the devil. He got mad that they got mad he was doing witchcraft and it looked like about to kill Cheryl Blossom. Which, that's a classic thing. Like, hey, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. I'll get revenge on all of you then. Uh, and now he's been trying to trick the devil for 400 years, walking around the universe of River Vale, learning more and more spells. And then slipped into Riverdale because there was an explosion. And the thing that tore the veil between Riverdale and Rivervale is uh, Bunkhead, which is what I call a jughead who lives in the bunker. That's good. I like that. He calls Riverdale's Betty and says, get out. There's a bomb. Because he knows famous jughead from Rivervale wrote that in the comic. And then Ethel is back and very upset about Bunkhead. And it feels like Bunkhead and Ethel maybe are... Doing the boom, boom in the bunk. So this was your explanation for normal people who don't understand? Yeah. Because I'm already lost. And you've watched this season. Right. And I think I've watched two episodes this season. <laughs> okay. So out of all of that, that was a good intro. Where do you want to start? Let's, Ken, let's, <laughs> let's start with Tabitha and Jughead, who, oh, and also, they're all meeting. Tabitha is, had just met her guardian angel, and now she is an angel. Yeah, they, they've covered this in the show before, that yes. she's an angel. No, she's They're a like, straight-up angel. I thought you had this power, but you are an angel. She was sure. like, I have headaches sometimes. What is that? You're an angel, Tabitha. You're an angel from heaven and God. Angels from heaven and God get headaches? That yeah. bum rap. I get while Satan bailed. Do you sometimes have headaches? Am I an angel? No, you're from Satan. Different headaches, Mike. Different headaches. They are different. The angel's headaches are here. Satan's headaches are here. Mm-hmm. 
right in the butt. <sighs> Jughead, what I love is, so he's gathered everybody, and Archie's like, Jughead, just kind of, you, you're the Archie to me, Jughead. And he's saying, what's going on here? And Jug said, I have a theory, but I'm not ready to discuss it yet. And what I love the next scene, Tab, this is like, fuck that. What? Do you, what? Yeah. What is your stupid theory? That was pretty and good. he says... Do you want to go dimension hopping? <laughs> and then they do. Which, like, as far as first dates go, and I know this is like their thirtieth date, but like that's hey, a don't good they date live together. Because uh, at one point, Jug Bunker, what do you call him, Bunkhead? Bunkhead is going crazy, and they're like, I like mm, Bunkhead's vibe a lot. Why don't we? Just- it looked like Cole Sprouse finally was having fun being on the show. Well, you like that vibe because you are that vibe. But uh, when he starts going off, Jughead's like, Shmeon. Get out of here. And then they just both go dimension hopping the fuck out of there, which is every introvert's dream of just producing a blue light that they can just get out of those situations. This, yeah, towards the end, they've been running around Rivervale, learning things, talking to famous Jughead, doing whatever. And then Ethel and Bunkhead are yelling at each other. And she's telling Bunkhead what a weak, weak man he is. He's some sort of Ross Geller. And then Tabitha and Jughead just are like, we're going to go and we whisper should. it. Yeah. Which is like how you vented every party you have ever held. I just go, I'm going to go. And I just lay down in the middle of the kitchen floor. And by the way, uh, who is playing Bunkhead? Is it Dylan? It's not. It's Cole. But they're he all Cole? has a twin. And yeah. they're not using that. And what happened to fucking child labor laws in this country, Mike? Well, Why wouldn't it be Dylan? Why are they shooting around Cole when they have a Dylan? The child labor laws turned... 45 i think just like the sprouse boys did (laughs) so they don't need to do that i love how he shot past older than me that's awesome yeah you live long enough the kid actors from your young adulthood (laughs) grow older than you uh okay so that's jugs and tabitha let's get into let's go back to polly oh polly's fucking alive that's who was washing betty's serial killer jeans out of her feet and betty's like Polly, that's crazy. You're alive. But I'm Fame. evil. Yeah. Your dead sister, for who knows how long, is alive to the point that makes you faint. Is, is there something? Polly is evil, though, right? Betty is worried she's evil. Polly's freaking me out, man. Honestly, if I had a dead sister, and that's my dream, if she came back, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm evil. I have to go through this blue dimension thing. Bye. And then I would take Tabitha and I would go. She faints, and then she is never allowed out of a bed again. And that always makes me think whoever is taking quote-unquote care of them is keeping them there. Yeah, sure. Plus, I've always hated Polly. Every person I've ever taken care of, I want them to walk on the grass. But in TV and movies, they've taught me to keep them in the bed forever. And that's bad, though. But that's like doing some Misha Barton Sixth Sense shit. You're recording from a bed, Mike, that I made you. That's yes, This is you. fine, right? It's very comfortable. You like this? I'm into it. I try to get up, and then I go, uh-huh, uh-huh, and you go, no, close the window. Yeah, why, did, why did you stay back down there? Why don't you watch another episode of Riverdale? Okay, I guess I will. Oh, Riverdale? Fuck. Yeah, well, too bad you can't get up. Uh, Percival is narrating most of this episode to Alice. I guess Alice just has a local network TV show now. So what is this? This is like uh, if John Beard had a, had his own show for us. Yeah. Or they, they even say Barbara Walters. But yeah, it's if John Beard had a 2020-style show just for the local area. Now, Mike, I don't know how much uh, dealings with Percival you've had, but based on this episode, what do you think? Uh, I guess I like that he just admit he admitted Dude, everything. He, fucking, he was like, and I, 
Now that I say that out loud, that's gross. But fuck it. I love it. He he talks about how he's going to execute people on live TV. On live TV. Dude, those airwaves go beyond Riverdale where you're controlling everybody's mind. Man, what if a Metallica song came to life? That's Percival. Mm, I don't like it. I don't like him. I don't like this show. What about his performance, though? Do you think that he's doing a he, Oliver performance from the OC? Or a no. uh, Sandy performance from the OC? Uh, somewhere in between. Volchek? Oh, no. That's way lower than Oliver. Uh, I disagree. But, no, I, I think Percival gets the show and is not tired like the rest of the cast is. I think that he is looking at the camera almost as much as the characters. And he's like, hey, Hey, Percival, right? Hey. Right. Ah, this guy. <laughs> Punching his own stomach. Here comes trouble. It, I guess uh, part of the eye roll, because I do think he gets it and he's doing a fine job, is the, uh, they're like, nobody knows what we're doing because we haven't done a good job. Let's just have him exposition dump for 30 of the 44 minutes in this week. So that was boring for you. Uh, <laughs> it's not great, Ryan. No, it's not great TV rating, but honestly, I needed it as well, having watched every episode of the season. Yo, because I don't—I bet there was not a hint of any of that, right? There was not a lot, or like, it's good to like just gather your thoughts into one place. It was like the Percival Diaries have opened up. How do you feel about Jughead's? His mind powers are so strong that they create portals, and he read the Devil's mind, and the Devil was just some guy. Yeah, the dev- I was ready to be excited about who the Devil was, and it was just some dude. Like we could have had some stunt cast in here, and my. Obvious pick would have been the Trivago guy. Like that's a good devil. Oh, that Trivago guy is great. Uh, do you know who would be good? Is the guy from Nine Hundred Two One Zero and Sharknado? Like go back oh, to that. Well. Ian Ziering. Yeah, Ian Ziering. Chew. Get Sandy Cohen. Get somebody from a different kid soap. Uh, do you know what I would have done if I cared about my show? The actual devil. Why not just get have the him real there? Devil. Where is he? What he's do you think he's pretty busy bored right now? Um, or Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis, I would actually put the real devil right below Tom Ellis, as far as devils that I want. Yeah, you call Tom Ellis first. Uh, but he's like, oh, simple people. And then you know what he does? What all people do, makes a drink. Hey, what are we, in a serious conversation right now? I gotta get two rocks and a glass of scotch, and then just sip it a little bit. And, uh, then he's like, oh, shit, you're reading my mind. Well, that's gonna fuck you at some point. (laughs) I don't know, man. The stakes are low here. <laughs> the ghost train is exploded. The they save Reggie, Reggie's dad, and Kevin, who are going to be executed. But instead, Alice, Kevin Keller's dad, and Uncle Frank, we are told, were executed on live TV. <laughs> are dead, right? They're totally dead and dead forever. I'm totally dead, dead forever. I would believe. I mean, what else could you believe? They're dead forever, bro. But I've been around the show for a while. Good. I'm I'm starting to feel like Mike, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Please stop me at any point and correct me. That this episode did not get you back into watching the show. It didn't. This is a perfect way to wrap this up, Ron. I'm not. I can't believe that out of this general universe, three shows have been attempted, and that this is the one that keeps trucking. The other ones weren't good either. These aren't good shows. Do you think that? Do you feel when you're watching this the whole old Simpsons theory of? This is now written by people who grew up as fans of The Simpsons? I, Yeah, there used to be a batshit balls the walls what could happen, but I think that level of energy can only last so long. Yeah. What's the and, Roy Batty thing, or the thing that Roy Batty is told is like, 
candle that burns twice as bright burns yes. out twice as fast. And like, yeah, Riverdale, man, you should have just said like, we're going to be three seasons and we're out. Because I and it would have been insane. Were awesome weird TV, but we got this. Uh, Riverdale is on the CW on what is it Wednesday nights these days? Sunday nights. Sunday nights these days. Uh, Ryan, uh, before we get out of here to the pullist, uh, you did tell me off air that you have a website idea. You've been cooking around. You said putting pops, but with a twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to know what the twist is and why this is a website. Well, Mike, a lot of people have been sending animal feces Ew. to people's houses like don't do that uh here's revenge on you karen you karen you ring the doorbell and now there's like elephant poop or rhino okay, poop that's exotic or ostrich poop or dog poop or human poop or ryan's poop or specifically my poop or like i will specifically poop in a box but like when the same neighbor gets those boxes every time it's like oh okay mm-hmm. i get it you're not happy with me. You're not happy with the fact that I fly an American flag. And no, I'm not. Like, are you? Like, are you? And poop in a box is an unnuanced message, right? I know. Like, it can mean so many things. Here? It is about. I like you. Do you like me? It could be. Like, maybe check yes or no. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm doing it with a little bit of a twist. Uh, now you will get some animal's feces in a pudding pop. And you have to twist it open. And then you have to decide right in that moment, am I going to lick it or I'm going to stick it? And if you lick it, you got to eat it. If you stick it, you got to stick it back in the box because it's poop. And why would you eat it? Who at what? what like, is it obviously poop or does it look like a frozen pudding? Well, Mike, how many times have you had a giant stick of poop in your hand and, you're been like, and you've been like, I don't know what this is. Is this obviously poop? I'm going to say zero. I, I bet 100% oh. of the time you're like, this is obviously poop. But yet... <laughs> There's still somebody packaged this up for me. Somebody made this important. I I don't know if I should lick it or stick it. Will there be ice packs around it to keep it cold? No, there there's gonna well, be. Let's keep the consistency as a pudding pot. There's gonna be warm packs around it to keep it warm. Oh, yeah. I think everybody will be sticking it then. Do you remember the uh, Greek philosopher? I do. Nelly, who oh, said, yes. "Hot shit. It's just gonna mm. be hot shit." Now, you said you have to lick it or stick it. Or stick it. Who's you can stick it back into question. the box. Right. Yeah. Who's forcing this choice? Well, there will be one person. I mean, like, this is causing my website a lot of money. So you're welcome, everyone, uh, to stand there and note, is this person licking it or sticking it? Okay. Now, I want, because we are friends, because we are 15th best friends, uh-huh. I want your business to succeed. Uh, tell me, do you want to get your hands dirty? Sorry for the phrasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and get there nitty gritty and make your own website. Or do you want some to just take over? Oh my God. My first thought, like when you gave the first option was like, Oh, I want to get my hands dirty. But then you gave the second option. I was like, somebody taking over. That sounds great. Then the answer for either one, Ryan, choose your own adventure leads to the same place. It's my friends at cybersprout.net. And just so you know, they're my number three. You're number 15. You got dropped there recently. They handle the maintenance. They handle speed optimization. They handle backups. They handle security. Because if I know anything about... What's this website called? Um, LakeItOrStickIt.com. LakeItOrStickIt.com is going to be try to be hacked by Anonymous each day, every day, day in and day out. And Cybersprout.net... Well, it holds all the you. answers to the Republican takedown of the government. Yes. 
And they're going to migrate your website. I know right now it's up on GeoCities. Mm-hmm. And they're going to migrate it for free. So for LickerStickIt.com or for whatever kooky plan you have out there, Filterinos, go to Cybersprout.net, your partner for a digital world. We're going to take the quickest of breaks. And when we come back, every other show <gasps> that came out this week. Now it is time for the pull list where we talk about every other show that came out last week. Starting with The Umbrella Academy. In the Pen Pen Ultimate and Penultimate episodes of The Umbrella um, In the Pen Pen Ultimate and Penultimate episodes of The Umbrella Academy Season 3, we see Reginald build Hotel Obsidian in 1918 to contain a portal to oblivion. Before learning there's some sort of prophecy declaring seven champions have to go in, Sloane and Luther invite everyone to their wedding, there's a karaoke bachelor party, and Allison makes an underhanded deal with Reggie. Taste Buds ask you this, what's a better bachelor party activity than drinking and karaokeing at the end of the world? Ooh, Mike, there's only one. Was Pogo in these episodes? He was not. Then, no, that, uh, karaoke at uh, drinking and bachelor party, is that's, what, that's where we're at. Uh, the world is dying. Sloane and Luther have invited everybody except for Reggie to the wedding. Luther says, I want a bachelor party, and they invite all the guys except for Ben. And Ben is pissed. He thinks they're dumb. He thinks they should be training for the end of the world, but he's still so upset that he doesn't get to sing badly with all these other hooligans. And which one is Ben? Ben is the one who was dead in the normal universe mm. and is now the number one. Just tentacles. kind of a dick. He's kind of a dick. Ben is a dick, and they talk about that a lot here. Uh, Ryan, it was a delightful two episodes. The character moments of the wedding. Uh, Klaus has worn me down. I'm now fine with Klaus. I think he we all are. The he's wedding. just so handsome, right? Like, what are we going to do? He, it's, uh, he's so handsome, those abs. And, like, I the do The eyebrows. Think the, oh, his chiseled face and the way they shape everything. And I think they've toned him down. Well, he has toned up. And that all works for me. Uh... It's it's a good show, Ryan, but it's just ask me questions. I don't know how to talk about this alone. Ask yeah, me questions. No, it's here. my job, Mike. Um, so we're at the wedding, and who is getting married again? Luther. Uh-huh. And Sloan, and who Sloan. is the telekinetic from the Sparrow Academy. And so who is the most excited about the wedding? Klaus, for sure. And he parties like crazy. Is there anybody besides Ben who is not invited who is like, I'm not, I might stand up and deny this wedding happening? Well, Ben's at the wedding, but Ben, Allison, Diego are, I'd say, are all like, why is this happening? Five is neutral, and it's just like, let's drink. That's fine. The world's ending. And then Reginald is very upset and hurt that he's not invited. And uh, yeah, Vic, I'd say Victor and Klaus are like the most pumped for them. Is uh, is the sister annoyed because she should be the one marrying him? Allison, Caitlin and I talked about this a little last week. Allison's kind of gone off the rails. Because she's show's also missing a husband and daughter in time. She, she's missing a husband from the 60s, a daughter from an alternate modern age, is blaming all of that on Victor. And also, three episodes ago, raped Luther, and the show has not dealt with it. What the fuck? He was about to leave to go see Sloane, and she said, no, stay here. It's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm done with all of this. And he said, I, she said, I can make you stay. And he said, no, you can't. She said, stay. And they did that thing where the, they started kissing and the door shuts in a way that in TV and movies, that means they fucked. And the show is just at most made him, he's a little like nervous around her now. Yikers. 
But it's it's Yikers Island. But Lester and Sloan are the two that in the first episode. Luther. I'm sorry, Luther and Sloan are the in the first episode l- locked eyes and were like, "Yeah, oh, this is gonna happen." And now they're like, "The world's ending, let's party!" And the the whole the whole wedding. Reggie does crash because Klaus kind of is like, "No, you should come." He makes a pretty decent toast for Reginald. Uh, he has a bunch of solid moments with these kids who let him. Uh, and it does seem like this Reggie is better than the Reginald that we were used to from the first world. All right, Mike, we have Until- to get to it because Cass and Caitlin are not here. So it's just the two of us, and we can openly admit what happens to us when characters that we love get married. Did it get dusty in the room? I would say it was on the verge of dust throughout two episodes. It never got full dusty. But on the verge, like Luther is like Sloan is new, right? Luther is such a dumb sweetie, but it was it wasn't the wedding. It was all the moments other characters had and just like real people have at weddings. Yes. You see these two people you love get married. So now we're all like sharing things. That's what fucking drives me crazy is that uh, in real life TV shows, people will come together and they will get married or if they're not the bride and groom have different moments. Mike, I'm going (laughs) to cry right now. Uh Lila and Diego coming together and being like, okay, Stan wasn't our kid, but this sucks. The world's ending. I think we would be good parents. And then mm. Diego and Reginald having a moment and Reginald being like, it's a shame the timing. And Diego's like, what do you mean? He's like, you would have made a great father. And it's like, oh, mm. oh, oh. Yeah. That was a good one. I love, I love uh, that uh, Umbrella Academy is like now, like it has, a, it needed a wedding. You know, that's what it definitely yes. needed to be like on this level of show. And I think, yeah, the first season was whatever. And yeah, I, the, the second season and this season, I think, are stellar. Just thoroughly enjoyable. Love these characters at this point. Uh, eventually, the world keeps ending. They all run. They vote first. Some people don't like... Luther and Sloan are the only people who, who vote, no, let's not save the world that made sense. They're like, look, I think we're all going to die anyway. The last people who tried to fight Oblivion died 100 years ago. We just got married. We're going to just hang out. And every like, there's so much all this fighting and bickering, and people going and going out. And then Reginald, we five very drunk saw Reggie make a underhanded deal with somebody didn't know who. It turns out it was Allison, and she's pushing and manipulating people to get there. And because Reggie needs who he needs because of their powers and controllability, I'm just slipping into my moment of the week right now. Uh, one, he did tell Diego he'd be a great father, but he hugs Luther, and they apologize to each other, and then he stabs Luther in the chest, and Luther dies. And then everybody else is running through the door. The world's going to end. And then Klaus is last. And Klaus is like, I'm so glad everybody loves you now. And he's like, ah, uh, this has been great. You are too much trouble. And kicks Klaus out as the world collapses. And Klaus to save himself impales himself on the buffalo in the room before the room can collapse. So now Klaus's spirit is out there somewhere. Comic book show as shit. And I loved it. Okay. But I do have to ask. This show is successful. Does that ruin mm. all of the stakes of what you're watching? Because we know no. we're going to get a season four and everything. No, because that's what makes it feel so comic booky. Is the anytime the X Men fight, and they, more than anything, the, these are you know gross X Men. Anytime the X Men fight the end of the world, you know it's not going to die. Gene is never going to stay dead. So for me, at this point, the characters are strong enough that that's what it's about. What new situation can they be in? What new conglomeration, configuration, and two- or three-hander scene can we get? Love it. Well said. Umbrella Academy is on Netflix. You've probably watched it eight months ago. We are watching it week by week, and I believe ending next week. That is all the time we have for the pull list. 
that was the only other show that came out this week. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, going down to a little island, down on that. Welcome to x Tasmania, bitch. The show within a show covering the seminal and underrated Saturday morning soap opera of the early 90s, X-Men, the animated series. In part two of Beyond Good and Evil, it turns out Apocalypse is capturing psychics from all around the world, and he betrays Deathbird after he gets what he wants. Meanwhile, Scott's moping he wasn't taken along with Gene, and the X-Men stake out other psychics to foil Apocalypse's plan. Ryan. Beyond Good and Evil, part two. I enjoyed this episode, but am I wrong in saying the least amount happened in this episode than any episode of X-Men we've ever seen? Well, I don't want to jump around, Mike, but at one point, Wolverine goes, is any fucking mutant not involved in this? And I was like, that's a good question, Wolverine. That was a lot of fun. Is So they, they're, we find out, so Apocalypse has been in the Time Nexus for centuries, so he's figured out how to work it. And the first new mutants... Not new mutants, but the first mutants we see that are not the X-Men is we see Archangel and we're like, hey, it's been a minute. And then somebody we've never met is Psylocke is robbing him. A ninja who will be called ninja by Archangel in amount where like it does seem racist. Like mm, It's derogatory now. At a certain point, she loses her little ski mask. Her uh, what's that word? Uh, baklava. Bakla- yeah, bala- ba- wait, baklava is the delicious treat. Yeah, she, she, she covered her face in baklava. Just honey goo and phyllo dough. And like that's hard to like do your job as a ninja yeah, when you're covered in baklava. Um, but once the mask comes off and it's fucking Psylocke, Mike. Do you well, know what Psylocke means to me as a young well, boy? You're a 90s boy, so of course I do, Ryan. Uh, I also had the X-Men play volleyball on the beach poster up on my wall. <laughs> and... Did couldn't re- did not read Psylocke. She just always showed up in trading cards and posters, and I was in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, before she loses her balaclava, she loses all of her garb, revealing just her Psylocke costume, which is like a tight thonged purple bathing suit. And Warren Worthington the Third says, "I wonder what she looks like under that mask." Like he's now no longer like I got to stop her from robbing me. That mask, Archangel, or that shirt? Like what are we talking about here? Um, when all of that came off, I said Psylocke so loud that the police <laughs> came over, the fire department, all of my neighbors came out and said, um, I know this is weird to say to you, police and fire department, but somebody in this neighborhood said Psylocke so loud that we do think something is wrong. It has to be illegal. It was too sexually charged and so loud. <laughs> so you didn't realize it was her until the, the costume reveal? Until the reveal, yes. I saw, I saw a long-haired ninja... And they said psychic, and I was like, this is Psylocke. Well, I guess you're better than me, Mike. I guess I'm better than you. Maybe I like to enjoy waiting for all the clothes to come off until finally (laughs) Psylocke is revealed. You like edging. Yes. Uh, Before that, before they say, let's do the stakeout, Storm said that that they're saying, here's what we do. Psylocke is on board because it'll get him to Gene. Storm's like, we can't use innocence for bait. We should warn them. And Shard's like, uh... I get what you're saying, but no. Bishop's life's at stake. I don't care about anybody in your timeline. We're fucking doing this. And then for so much like the rigmarole between Salak and Angel, we just keep cutting back to Shard and Wolverine, just somewhere in London, uh-huh. just waiting. <laughs> no, they have incredible travel out. plans. But like, do we have to talk about Shard's plan of like, if I'm in another dimension, right? Like, you're my brother. Another dimension? No, if we have to talk about another dimension. Okay. 
Um, you're my brother in this dimension, and I'm going to protect you no matter what it costs. You know, I, I made that vow to you a long time ago. If we're in another dimension... Another dimension? Okay, and uh, now other people are about to die, but I can protect the weird version of you. Don't I do whatever it takes? Or do I go to that other dimension and be like, oh, this is different, Mike? This is not the Mike I know? I'm going to fucking fuck its mouth hole. Like, what do I do here, Mike? Uh, I think you watched or inferred a different thing that's going on than I did between Shard and how she talks about Bishop. What? I, I, what, I, what I've seen is that Shard wants to kiss Bishop. And, like, they're not brother and sister. Well, I mean, maybe they are, maybe she, she they're not. She wants Bishop to get stuck under a coffee table. Whatever happens, happens in the world of X-Men. Uh, what we didn't did you get, ask me though, a question? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, my brain is freezing. What we didn't get is, what we got is a, uh, a little clip of Bishop walking down that orange, orange right. street. That like goes but we didn't get time, bumper, but we didn't get fucking bumper. And you or know what? Bender. This is one of the be- bender, and this is one of the best episodes of X Men I've ever seen because we didn't get bender. We didn't get bender. Uh in the middle of the Psylocke and Angel fight, after, as she says, you should be using, you shouldn't be hoarding your wealth. You should be using it to help other mutants. So she's part of the resistance. Uh Sabretooth and Mystique bust in the fight. And then Magneto fucking rolls up, and this is where Wolverine's just like, what the hell? Everybody we've ever dealt with? I mean, like, Archangel even calls it out, too, where there's, like, claws up against the garage door where they're fighting, and he's like, Wolverine? Yeah. And no, it's Sabretooth, because Sabretooth has not been, been invited to this uh, arc of co- uh, cartoon series yet. So now Sabretooth is here, Mystique is here, Archangel's like, what the fuck? What am I doing here, much less these two? Yeah, he's just like, is it my painting? And no, they're after Psylocke, and he turns from fighting Psylocke to trying to protect Psylocke. Right. And then we know what, who was good and who was bad, because ultimately, yes. get on one side. And, but, and their fight was always, like, ban- on his side, he was like, this is like Robin Hoodie. We're like, we're fighting now, maybe we'll fuck later. Like, And she's like, I want to steal from you. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how Archangel do. Uh, and she even said, or no, it's Shard says, you may be an X-Men later to him, which is some weird foreshadowing. And like, I don't think the show ever gets to that, but that's a fun thing for the kids. I also love how much Archangel just gets shit in his face. Like there's like a car door thrown at him. There's so many things that Archangel just gets hit with that you would think with his ability to fly and his razor blades and his, I don't know, blue skin, uh, mm-hmm. that he would be able to avoid things. But every scene has Archangel wow. getting fucking punked. By some odd fact, I think the metal his wings might be made out of are magnets. Well, that's that's and hard. Everything is metal. That's easier for Magneto, though. It is, uh, and who, when he rolled up, I was like, Magneto's also like a third party has his own agenda. I was surprised, like that the show got me and it was like, oh, he's on Sabretooth and Mystique's side because he was also like trying to. They, it, it almost feels like. Oh, we're all underlings, but we want the boss's affection, so you don't get to bring the psychic back. I will. So is this sweeps week? Because there's another part where like somebody's like, Mr. Sinister, what are you doing here? It's just like, well, we're all here. You know, like Look, this story is so big. <laughs> it was like, you don't even know the half of it. Did you miss last week? Because it is complicated. And then Storm and Gambit show up a second too late. Everybody's gone. They've chained up Sabretooth. And then we flash to the Nexus of Time. and we're like, Wait, wait, hold on. Before here? we get to that part, uh, this is the part where Gambit's like, they're collecting all the psychics. Wouldn't they know that ahead of time? And <laughs> yeah. Storm's like, Gambit, 
you never make that joke. Yeah. But isn't Gambit sort of right? Gambit, that's hilarious, Gambit. The best you've ever made. And yes, he is correct. Why do we have to watch out for them? They should already know. Because he should warn us about 9-11. He's taking that same track that most people talk about psychics at like in like a New Orleans square of like right when they already know like they should have known but they didn't they didn't we know that it's telepathic it's not seen into the yes. future of like it's not being it's a different thing. yeah like gambit come on they're also not opening portals with their psychic minds that's jughead <laughs> and when jughead showed up i was like is there okay. nobody not in this, this episode ridiculous uh, when we're in the nexus of time, we learn that Magneto is on here because he's trying to resurrect his wife. Have we ever heard about Magneto's dead wife? No, I in thought show? I thought it was Apocalypse's wife. I had no idea. or Mister Freeze's wife. I thought it was Mister Freeze's wife. That'd be great. now literally Jughead. I, fine, I'm fine with Jughead, but Mister Freeze from the Distinguished Competition. Come on! And then the episode ends with Cable and Tyler still just climbing up a cliff. Like we'll get there someday. Do you know what they were using though? What? I just recently learned this term. They're climbing that mountain with pythons. Pythons. But sorry, like electrically charged pythons. Yeah. Gambit style, non-exploding pythons. Pretty pretty cool episode. It, it sounds like, I don't know. I loved it. I just... It, I, it just like motored. It did motor. But my issue is, if every issue of a comic book is somebody's first, this did a bad job of being a comic book. Well, it's part, is this part two or three? Part two. Part two. And but it's part two of this storyline and part eighteen of a thousand other storylines over the last three seasons. Do you remember? Did you read comic books when Apocalypse was gathering these mutants to like power his machine? One of the times, yeah, I think so. This is one of my favorite plot lines of just like uh, I need eighteen mutants, or I think it was twelve, uh-huh. and we don't know who the twelve are, and then oh, it was yeah, just a yeah, mystery yeah. for years of who are these twelve. That took forever, right? right. Way too long. This probably won't take that long. Two more episodes, probably. And now he's just on Krakoa with them? That makes no fucking sense to me. Ryan, it's time to give away some awards. What is your 90s moment? Uh, My my 90s moment is Psylocke. Just everything about it. Like, she gets revealed. The way that I felt. The way that I... I haven't had this kind of boner (laughs) since the 90s. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say that, like... Uh, I had a wife yesterday. Uh, then I watched the show. I'm now divorced. Psylocke. Uh, Purple hair, Mike? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Even though they say raven-haired a few times, it's like, dude, just say purple. We can all tell it's purple. Every time they said raven hair, I was like, raven hair? Well, who are you looking for? You should be looking for Psylocke. <laughs> uh, what's your biggest gasp? My biggest gasp moment was uh, Sabretooth and Mystique coming in. And Wolverine saying, is this is every fucking mutant going to be here? Because it really was. Like, we skipped the first part. Uh, the, it starts on Shyar with Lalandra right. and Lady Deathbird. Yeah. And so it's every storyline is going to fold it's into this storyline. This is a big one, guys. And that's, yeah, that's where Deathbird is like, oh, I'm taking over. And see, Apocalypse helping me. And he's like, oh, which one was the psychic? Yoink, I'm not helping you anymore. I'm out. And I know we always talk about this, but Apocalypse is the best villain because he is just a slightly less flamboyant uh, Ursula from Little Mermaid. Yeah, just he really is. Every second, just like, well, who's and, well, the last he, he thinks it's all hilarious. He thinks fucking over everybody, even his allies, is hilarious. Like, 
Oh, uh, delightful. Apocalypse. I just uh, uh, made sure that you had paper towels and toilet paper in the bathroom. Hmm. Did you? <laughs> I love shit him. In your bed, <laughs> Ryan. Uh, best use of powers. Uh, best use of powers we already talked about. It's Cable and his electric pythons. If you can show me what pythons are and use them, that's that's great for me. Thank you. So, Cable and Alex Honnold, similar superheroes in your mind. What's his What's uh, his son's name? Dylan. Tyler. Tyler. Justin. Justin. Tyler. Justin. Tyler. Dylan. But Dad, but what dad, are pythons? Mine is Magneto chains Wolverine to the USS mm. Tin Man. How Wolverine falls or flies right into that fucking anchor hole and just sits there and is like, oh, I'm Wolverine. Oh, that sucks. was perfect. But did you notice that it, it was like a weird callback because he goes like, hey, Tin Man, I'm calling the Scarecrow in episode one. And now he's just tied to a ship called the Tin Man. I didn't notice that, Mike. Good, good, good call. <laughs> LVP, Ryan. Uh, my LVP is Mystique, who's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm this person. And everybody's like, no, you're not. You're yeah, just, you're just the, not. That's the, the worst it's ever worked. Just eight people call out why their powers let them know and that's not her. I think she's shard, right? She's shard in that moment. And you can see one of the shards be like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, two people call her out immediately. And the Mystique shard is like, fuck. God, she doesn't, yeah. It's, uh, Psylocke is like, I'm psychic. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, I got my nose. Like, like You're screwed. And then she immediately becomes back to Mystique and she's like, I'll sue you. I'll sue you all. I don't even care. Don't ever be in a Starbucks where I'm at because I'll fucking hate you. <laughs> Mine is Archangel because he just the whole time thinks he's going to get some strange. Yeah. Like he does not help. You can tell that Archangel is like, this is how I play with my prey. It's like, whoa, dude. Settle down. Yeah, oh, we can tell you're a billionaire son. <laughs> Frick. All right. MVP. MVP is Apocalypse because every time he walks out, he's like, oh. What is that? Cheese and crackers. <laughs> Do you think a. I don't know if he's still alive and if MC would go back to the apocalypse well, but should Tim Curry be apocalypse the way you play him? <laughs> should, wouldn't that be perfect casting? It's just. Well, it's, how about that? All of it is the last line of the first part of this series where <laughs> somebody's like, hey, why didn't you tell me? Why did you do that? Like, why did you do that? And Apocalypse walks out. And he's like, <laughs> I told him to. And that's, to me, that's Apocalypse. Yes. And that Tim Curry would crush that. Yeah. No, it's not Oscar Isaac, as much as I love him. No. It's not Oscar Isaac. And he, Oscar Isaac, you could tell in that movie, he was just living out, I think you should leave. Mm-hmm. I have too much shit on me. <laughs> uh, my MVP is Psylocke because Psylocke. And uh, again, like I know you already brought it up, but uh, a second LVP for sure has to be Cyclops, who is not only the previously on, even though we just got a previously on. Hey, why did we just get knocked out of a car by Apocalypse Banditos? And yet they took Jean Grey and not me. Cyclops, come on, man. Do something in the episode, bro. I'm rooting for you. He was so whiny about it that it wasn't just like Jean got taken. He was like, and not me. Like he felt like abandonment issues. Oh, I'm not special? I guess I'm not special. Uh, that's all the time we have for X-Taz. We will continue the battle of good and evil or whatever this shit's called. Uh, I don't know. Probably not next week because next week is shushies. So in two weeks' time. Ryan. 
That is not all the show we have. No, like I I'm pretty sure it is. With two awesome gentlemen, Justin and Russell, from the Tomes of Evil podcast. Where each episode they dig into a different villain. We'll get into it. I don't need to do any build up now, but it, it was great. They're cool dudes. Let's hear that now. Welcome to the crossover, Crisis on Infinite Pods, the segment where we introduce you to other podcaster types doing cool things in the wide world of nerddom. Today's guests are Russell and Justin, co-hosts of Tomes of Evil, the podcast that digs deep into the backstories and histories of comic book villains. Welcome, Justin and Russell. Thank you. Hey! Just so the listeners can know your voices, when I say Russell, you say hi. Hi! And when I say Justin, you say hi. Hi. There we go. <laughs> uh, thank you both for being on here. In your, your own words, let's just say, what, what is Tomes of Evil? What, what would you say you guys are doing here? We are trying to spread the love of villainy from all across comic book. Uh, Marvel, DC, doesn't matter. We're going to talk about the bad guys. And we do it in a in the goofiest way possible. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, voices, a lot of wrestling references. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever have wrestling heels? Like, have you ever done like a side? side oh, I I have I I have toyed with that idea, but I like I don't know I don't want to alien alienate my larger audience. Uh, but uh, maybe like in the future. Yeah, for the the Patreon. That you yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. Get. so how did, how did y'all decide to start the show well i have always been fascinated with um villains um i i'm under the you know the uh, impression that a story is only as good as its villain usually and um so I wanted to. I I knew it was kind of a unique idea. Not to. There's no other podcast that just talks about bad guys, and uh, I thought it was unique. And we wanted to uh, obviously talk about the heavy hitters, but I think it's cool to talk about the the guys and gals that no one knows about. And Justin joined us about halfway through the run. Uh, he had pr- previously been a just a guest host, but uh, he was so lovable and so. So awesome that he came on full time. Yes, and I've had so much fun. Russell and I really do. We we laugh pretty much half the time that we're recording. We're laughing. We have such a good time, mm. and it's it's a great yeah. So no regrets yet, Justin joining. No, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've we've had some great creators on. We've had some interviews. It's been fantastic. It's been awesome. And how how do you decide? How do you how are you like this week? It's Medusa. I'm thinking of just uh, the, the fearsome four. Like, how, how, how do you, do you have a master of comic book villains? We used to do it to the guest would choose. Okay. Um, but now we have less guests because that can be very uh, stressful. Um, just the to scheduling get... scheduling part, dealing with new personalities. Yeah, what... yeah, yeah. The All scheduling right. part mostly because I, I work a night shift, so... I'm all my hours are all different, but um, sometimes we will coordinate it with an event like we did Gore the God Butcher when Thor was released, Thor Love and Thunder. But usually it's just Justin, uh, you want to do this villain? Yep, (laughs) (laughs) and that's how we do it. It's fun, yeah, basically. And now let's dig into 
who you are as people. Justin, we can start Uh-oh. with you. What is your nord, nerd origin story? Uh, my nerd origin? Well, I started out very early when I was a kid. Probably the, my introduction to comics was those Masters of Evil mini-comics that Russell was mentioning that I used to get in the He-Man um, action figures. Those were kind of my springboard into the, the whole realm of comic books in the early 80s. And then it was just love at first read after that, after I dove into some early Fantastic Four and Avengers and um, stuff like that. It was that, that I, I was obsessed for years with comic books. And then for a while, um, I got a little jaded by some of the things that the bigger publishers were doing, so I, I <laughs> dove into the, the independent realm and, and discovered a lot of really cool indie comics that I never would have known about otherwise so i was really kind of happy that that happened um and i'm really thankful that russell <laughs> has been informing me about what's been going on for the last 20 years because there's been a lot of stuff that i've missed <laughs> so, so absolutely yeah yeah this is it's hugely helpful because there's so much that i've missed even in the realms of just spider-man let alone mm. like Iron Man and, and Hulk and all these other characters. So, yeah, that's and that's Justin. Yeah. Justin has just this vast knowledge of, like, he brings up comics that I never even heard of, dreamed of, mm-hmm. and, and and there might be something to that in the future. But uh, I won't go into that here. But yeah, it's he's he's a great guy. So turn into the Tomes of Evil feed to in the future to figure out what that means. (laughs) All right, Russell, what's your nerd origin story? Well, I grew up I was also uh bitten by the radioactive nerd spider relatively early. I was big when I was really small, you know, you kind of, every kid's like, I like dinosaurs. And then it was like, Oh, I like Godzilla. That's like the natural progression. So like Godzilla and, um, you know, I watched the cartoons, Spider-Man, X-Men, Batman. And of course that transitioned into toys and that finally transitioned into comics. My dad would, uh, he would try to spoil me. I was his firstborn. My mom would get a little upset with him. But um, he would bring me home some comics or some toys like almost every week. And uh, But I wouldn't say that I got like super into the comics until I was much older. Probably my mm, late teens is when I, act- I like actively started reading comics like full-time. I devoured all that stuff, and not just comic book nerd stuff either. Like, I mean, I love Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, and sure. yeah, it's it's rare it stays in one place, right? It kind of right. affects everything. It's like, oh, there's this, and oh, yeah. there's this, and then you just run back and forth and and collect it all. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a multi-headed like, beast, huh? <laughs> it's a multi-headed beast. It is, yeah, yeah. the, the Hydra of nerd shit. It's and- a King Ghidorah, <laughs> a King Ghidorah. <laughs> <laughs> just your your weird friend down the street is like, have you heard of Krull? And you're like, what? And then you watch that. Like, oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely used to be harder to find, and now nerd culture is popular. Mm, and you're like, oh, absolutely. I just feed yep. your fire yep. hose and I drink it all. <laughs> <laughs> With that, like, it's so you did the gore 
uh, episode recently, and like he he you focus mostly on the comics, right? I know the the end you talk about yeah. the movie or, or the property. Yep. there's a, an adaptation, but so it's pretty easy to be like, okay, he came out in 2013. Let's read his history. But then like a much older episode, I think you did like the the Fatal Five uh, in DC, oh. who have been around since the 60s. How mm-hmm. do you decide what runs to read? How do you consume it? Where is the time? Right. Um, well, back in those days, it was a chaotic wasteland, and I just thought, well, we'll just talk about most of it, and that was a mistake. Um, I usually have, if it's if it's an episode with a guest, I'll ask them for like a reading list, like what are the, because usually if the guest picks the villain, they're very familiar. But um, uh, we did the Green Goblin in December. And we were actually able to cover um, all of his appearances up until his death. Um, So we we have more Green Goblin stories to cover in the future, but we actually we got to cover. So basically, it just depends. Like like you said, with Gore, we were able to talk about everything he was in. Uh, up, we're doing Null, the god of the symbiotes, next, and we're going to talk about most of his stuff, too. Because, again, he's another recent villain. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it really just depends. Like, we're not going to talk about every issue uh, involving the Joker when we finally get to him. So, <laughs> yeah. The whole weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be like a year-long series, just right. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I guess an hour just, a night. You, you did Green Goblin in December. You have not done the Joker yet. Uh, mm. I'm not going to give away your email, Russell, but I'm going to say those two characters are related to your email, and so I'm surprised that. Uh, it, how have you not covered these big bads yet? Is that on purpose? You're like, let's do some more minor folks that people. Oh well. Not listen to. S- since day one, and I don't think this is much of a secret, so I'm not spoiling anything. The Joker is episode 100. Okay, nice. So when when we get there, that's that's you have to. He's the he's the granddaddy of them all. He's the he is the be all end all when it comes to supervillains. So he's got to be number 100. Um, we have, we have a few big villains planned for like those milestone episodes, like episode 50. Episode mm-hmm. seventy-five, episode one hundred. We've got some big, big villains planned for those ones. Yeah, that's exciting. And fifty is very soon. Fifty is in a couple weeks, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, next month, actually. Yeah. 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 Do you want to tease? That... Do you want to? Can you spoil who's going to be, or do you want to keep it a secret? <laughs> well, if it's if it's okay, so it's the other top two DC supervillain that's not the Joker. And he might have problems with being bald. <laughs> we can relate. We can yes. relate. <laughs> I think in some versions that actually is its reasoning. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because <laughs> you guys are steeped in it, how rare is it that a guest or you're pitching to each other that you're like, I know nothing about this villain? Um, Justin, you uh, wanted to do the Ghost Rider Zodiac. Um, 
that was a that was one of our more recent episodes. I knew nothing about him. Um, yeah, so I, it, had, I had never read the Gore story actually right. until we had done the episode on him. So that was a new one to me as well. I actually really liked it when a guest would choose a villain that I didn't know because I would learn. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned the fatal five, uh, episode. I knew nothing about those guys other than what they looked like. Sure. Usually I find it really uh, challenging, but also, uh, educational when I can, uh, do an episode on a villain. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Like we did Scarlet Scarab because that was connected mm. to the, the Moon Knight TV show. Sure. And I mean, that character was only in what? Two issues, Justin. Two, two issues, yeah, in seventies. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you did a five-part series on <laughs> <laughs> panel, one panel per episode. Uh, <laughs> are there villains you used to hate, and then after doing an episode and like consuming the the, the main arcs, they're like, holy crap, they're one of my favorites now. Mm. Ooh, Justin, any thoughts? Not really. I think that we've we've tended to pick ones characters that we like for this for this mm. opening year i think that we've strayed away from ones that we aren't really keen on mm-hmm. um there have been some that i have been kind of lukewarm like when we did um a good example would be black amanta we did a great mm-hmm. show with um with carol ann on on black amanta and i to be honest i'm not a big aquaman fan i never have been but I loved those comics that we read for that mm-hmm. uh, for that episode. I loved that. There were some great stories in that, and I loved the character of Black Manta. I mean, I was familiar with him, but not um, not deeply so. So that that was a good example of one that of a character that kind of was revealed new dimensions to me through that reading for that episode. Another character that I can think of that um, I was kind of lukewarm on. Before we did the episode, and then more research, more stuff I read, by the end of it, he's become one of my favorites, was Hush. Oh, yeah. um, I And I can't wait to do, because we're doing a follow-up on him, and I actually like the stories that come after that initial Hush story more than his namesake. So, um, yeah, so I can't wait to talk about him again. Yeah, that's interesting. My main my main interaction with him is the the namesake comic, and I, I see yeah. he, like they all come back eventually. But I'm like, what else could he do? But that's that's cool to know. Good <laughs> stories with Tommy Elliot later. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Now, it's, it gets uh, really creepy. <laughs> I really like uh, speaking of cre- is creepy and silly, which is you know what comics uh, are good at is the uh, onomatopoeia. Oh yeah, do you know that? Yeah, one? yeah. He's oh, so yes. yeah. He's, he looks cool. Uh-huh. And yeah, he's a creep. Um and he's a he's a he's a villain that could only work in a comic book. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's knowing the medium and, and using it to its yep. fullest day. Yep. Uh, cuz somebody saying bang or would not yeah. work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a question that I probably should have asked up top is what makes a good villain? What makes a bad villain to you guys? To me a good villain Either has to be so evil that he is irredeemable and just like uh, Sauron from the Lord of the Rings. He's just, or the Emperor Palpatine, just pure evil. 
And then, or he has to be relatable in a way that makes you feel wrong. Okay. Um, like, like you raise your fist, you're like, hell yeah. And you're like, oh no. no yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Justin said, like Gore, the God butcher, like his whole story, uh, is weirdly relatable. Um, but wrong, and this is I know him more from the movies. I'm about to dive into the, his comic run, but watching the movies, I'm like, just because of my ba- my personal history, I'm like, yeah, is he? Didn't is he the bad guy? When they went to the Omni City, right? Like, fuck yeah, God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you know, you know, you got characters like Darth Vader, who is this very evil character, but. Deep down, he's just a guy that was trying to save his wife and child. Um, so, yeah, or, or I think... Dr. Doom, who was trying to rescue yes. the spirit of his mother from Mephisto's netherworld for decades. You know, he's constantly trying to find a way to save his mother's spirit. In addition to all of these horrible things that he's doing on the side, he has this completely noble and kind of beautiful uh, motive that he's doing as mm-hmm. well. Sure, you, As, you can't. Yeah. The, the whole the whole day can't be saved. Mom's spirit. Sometimes you gotta yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's also oh, a full. He's running the country full time. So yeah. it's uh, uh but but for bad villains, I will say it's also. I I love goofy villains too. So if your villains goofy like on purpose, I love them. Sure. But what makes for a bad, like, not good written, not well written villain is just boring. Don't be boring. Um, Don't be bland. I I hate reading a comic book where your main villain is just a mob boss. Now, if your mob boss has a square-shaped head with metal in it, it's a little bit better. But, <laughs> or if your mob boss is seven foot tall and 500 pounds, but is all muscle and goes by the name Kingpin, then you're pretty cool, too. But um, more interesting that way. I understand why a lot of Batman comics go with the main villain being a, a gangster, because it's the more realistic thing. Like... Um, Salvatore Moroni was a big part of a lot of Batman stories, even the Batman. And he's interesting enough, but you came to see the Riddler in that movie. So, yeah. um, I just, yeah. If you got to keep them interesting, I understand in some cases it works for your villain to be bland because that... That's the mirror to the real world. Like this is a this is what the real world is like. But yeah, so just boringly horrific. Yeah. yeah, give me a give me a big like Taskmaster. Give me with big pirate boots and a skull face <laughs> and this a cape. Yeah, give me that. Yeah, for for me, it's any villain that wants to rule the world. Instant thumbs down. Like. No. <laughs> No, no, this will not pass. Like, you really want to rule the entire world? That's the stupidest motive that any one <laughs> yeah. person could have they in the entire universe. That's ridiculous. So, yeah, anytime that somebody says, I want to rule the world, yeah, no, shoot him, kill him, <laughs> bye. 
Yeah, it's it's like if they want to rule the world, ugh. if they want to destroy the world, yeah. <laughs> All right, I can get on board with that. <laughs> so, Justin, yeah. do you like the more personal-driven uh, villains then? Yeah, I do. I do. I like I like the ones that kind of get under your skin. Like we did one, probably the most horrific and evil villain that we've ever oh. done in terms of evil was Anton Arcane from Swamp Thing. And oh that my one, lord! That's talk about a character that gets under your skin. That whole story, quite literally, evil, <laughs> totally evil to the core. And so I like villains like that. That like after you read the story, it stays with you afterwards, and it mm. kind of haunts you a little bit. I love that. That's that's to me the hallmark of a great villain is when their actions stay with you after the fact, and uh, is are completely different from anything that you've read before. Right. right. The, the well, it's like the Green Goblin. Some sort of mm. Right. It's like the Green Goblin became, like, even after his supposed death, he haunted Spider-Man for decades. Like, yeah. Now, uh, before we get to the speed round, the, 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 a controversial question. Oh. What is a villain that is super popular that you're like, I don't get it. This. This person sucks. Ooh. Hmm. Justin, you go first. I gotta think. Um, overrated villains. For for a long time in the '90s, I was so sick of Venom because Mm -hmm. Venom Venom would show up seriously every week in Mm -hmm. every comic book, and he was so overused. And I I remember reading the first appearance of Venom and thinking, "Wow, this guy is fantastic." But then they just used him to death, and he became a joke. Um, he's they've thankfully done great things with him recently. But that, that's one villain that I think was unfortunately kind of became lousy just due to sheer overuse. Sure. It was nothing to do with the character. It was just the fact that there was so much to do with him, and they, they could have used him a lot more sparingly and made a much more effective character out of him. Yeah, uh, I kind of agree with that. Like, I used to love Venom when I was a kid, and then he got so overdone. I like him again now, but he's more of a hero now. So, um, but this is going to be a controversial answer to a controversial question. Um, and I'm kind of tweaking the, the question because I don't hate this villain, but I do think they need to go away for a while. The Joker. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree. agree. Go away. <laughs> I don't need for, to see you in everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You don't need your own comic. You don't need to be in every adaptation. Just go away. I agree. There was a there was a period of time in the eighties where he was gone for a while. Mm. It was after I think it was after he killed Jason Todd, and he was just gone for maybe a year or two. And that was fantastic because when he came back, it was an event. It was a big Abs- absence makes the heart grow fonder, and totally. Joker really needs that. But DC will never do it because they make a million dollars off the Joker every year. So, <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. There's so many other great Bat villains. I really don't want to see any, any adaptation yeah. anymore. All right, sp- 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 speed round. All right. First question. <laughs> Is from uh, Chris from the Nerd by Word podcast, and he says, "What is a superhero or superhero adjacent character you know you can beat up?" Justin, we'll start with you. 
<laughs> I know I could beat up. Um, oh, gosh. Well, I'm not going to say the juggernaut because I haven't had my breakfast <laughs> this morning. Um, probably, I bet I could take um, Speedball. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I could kick Speedball hard enough so that he would bounce all around the walls of that gymnasium until he was unconscious. I love it. And these days, you could just be like, hey, remember all those kids you killed in the... Just go ahead. <laughs> right? It's Speedball who became Penance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, speedball, that's question. my choice. Speedball. I could beat Speedball. I'm going to say Kick-Ass. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> because he sucks. And that's the point. He's, he just sucks. Yeah. That's Power a good choice. Like like Alright, first nerd thing you bought with your own money, Russell. I'm going to say it was a Marvel Legends figure. Okay, for me, it was a G.I. Joe a vehicle. Mm. Was, I think it was one of Destro's line of vehicles. Destro's Demolisher or something like that. The Demon. It started with a D. <laughs> yeah, well, they like the alliteration, those villains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> All right, first fictional crush slash current fictional crush. Ooh. I know what Justin's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good idea, but um, I guess the first one would be Android 18 from Dragon Ball Z. Oh. And then current, I'll say She-Hulk. Nice. For me, for me. What is Android 18? Yeah, yeah. She's, like, the androids were these, like, perfect organisms. Uh, They were robots, and she was just blonde and blue-eyed and badass. She so kicked everyone's ass. So I've I've always been I've always been uh, attracted to the stronger females. So I guess that that's kind of where that originated cuz she kicked everyone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, how about you? For me, it's probably the past and, and present crush is the same. Captain America, Steve Rogers. Oh, yeah. I know you you thought I was going to say Namor, but no. <laughs> Captain America was definitely the first. I, I just remember vividly, like seeing him with the mask off and be like, "Oh my goodness, yeah." Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. That's, that's, He's a biscuit. That's, that's a work of art, right there. And now, what are our feelings about the live field Captain America then? With the, the- <laughs> like, <laughs> I love Chris Evans. I mean, yeah, yes. that's perfection as Captain America. It is absolutely, ass. yeah, yeah. And uh, and the new Captain America, love it, love it, and can't wait to see where they go with him. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Which fictional character do you think you could make into a cake? Huh. Um, into a cake? Yeah. Okay, so I'm uh, literally make a cake to look like this character, or yeah, or like, physically turn them into a no, cake. No, not, not like a magic spell. You you have all the powers you currently have, baking and or otherwise. And you're gonna make a cake for somebody's birthday who loves this character. What cake? Any fictional character. Any fictional character. Uh, Kirby. Yeah, that's what <laughs> <I'm gonna turn. laughs> For me, 
the blob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this Marvel's the blob or the horror of the blob? Marvel's the blob. <laughs> wow. Be easier to do the horror blob. You just be a pink. Yeah. You just... It's a jello cake. I'm done. All right. Last actual question. What is the last truly great thing you watched? Or because you guys do so many comic books, consumed. The Beast of Yucca Flats. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Um, oh, man. Uh, well, I, I'm i about, when I, when I leave here today, I'm about to watch a brand new horror film called The Black Phone. So I hope that that's, I hope that's good. I'm sure it will be. What's the last thing? I'm going to say Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Nice. Ooh, very nice. I loved that show as a kid. Very nice. Um, for me, the last really great thing I watched was... Um, we watched... What was that? Oh, we started watching Arrested Development, actually. My partner's been mm. wanting to, to introduce that show to me for years. And we finally started watching it. I love it. So There's yeah. always money in the banana stand. Three amazing seasons. <laughs> it never came back, no matter who says what. It just never came back. Three All right. Final actual questions. What is your question for the next guest? And we can get one from both of you. Okay. Let me think here. Okay. Um, who would win in a fight? Howard the Duck, or or um, Man Mountain Marco. That's Ooh. <laughs> that's a good Man one. Mountain Marco. Uh, he's a kind of a uh, mascot for Tomes of Evil. He's a really old Spider-Man villain that no one gives a crap about, and Moon Knight recently ripped his eyes out. So uh, <laughs> so he's he blind. Lost his, uh, he lost his sponsorship with 1-800-CONTACTS after that. <laughs> so Howard the Duck or Man Mountain Marco? Got it. I like that. Justin? Mine would be, uh, there's been some rumors lately that sometime in the next year or so, we're going to see the Marvel character Wonder Man show up in the MCU and I'm wondering who the guest would pick to play Simon Williams Wonder Man in the MCU love it what do you have an answer for that um I, I saw somebody did a um, a mock-up of Tom Ellis from Lucifer oh uh, mm. as that is perfect as Wonder Man and I I can't get that out of my head now so I'm kind of hoping that, that he gets it because yeah, <laughs> it looks great uh, he's probably too old now, but I still, I hate it when a, an actor is actually clamoring for a role and they mm-hmm. don't get it. So Nathan Fillion, I wish he would be Wonder Man in just something, like mm, yeah, yeah, that I would think, be. cool. Wasn't he Wonder Man's voice in the Modoc cartoon? Oh, he might have been. Yeah, I didn't watch that, so it was yeah, fine. it was fine. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I love the people involved in it, but watched it went oh, okay. right. <laughs> All right. Thank you both so much for joining me. Uh, Thank you. I will let you leave after one more question. Uh, Where can people find your shit? Where do you guys live out there? (laughs) Um, Well, uh, on Twitter, you can find us at Tomes of Evil Pod. Uh, 
Uh, we also have a Facebook page, but we're not as active on that. Uh, we also do uh, at least two other podcasts. Uh, uh, Gamma Charge, the strongest podcast there is, all about the, the Hulks, the both Hulk, She-Hulk, you name them. Um, and I am a co-host on Trapped in a World, the Howard the Duck podcast. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, check us out over there, too. Awesome. Justin, anything that you don't let Russell touch that's just yours you want to talk oh. about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm working on kind of a solo project called The Lost Library of Legends that Russell was kind of alluding to earlier. It's basically a podcast about those kind of random, weird, ongoing or limited series comic books over the last 40 or so years that kind of slipped through the cracks. Little undiscovered gems. We'll be spotlighting a lot of those. Awesome. Those all sound like great shows. Listeners, Thank check you. out all of them. Again, Russell, Justin, thank you so much. It was lovely to meet you. Thank you. Yeah. See you in the future. See ya. See ya. So, yeah. Pretty fun combo. Oh, man, Mike. That was really good. Thank you. I think I'm finally hitting my stride. I I, I mean, it's been a while, like five years, but now you're doing it. A five-year stride? Five-year stride. They say it takes five years to get not mediocre, Ryan. No, they say it takes a minute to get not mediocre, and you took oh. five years. Nobody else can do it like I can. That's true. I guess that's true. Ryan, before we tell the lovely folks what we're talking about next week, can you tell them about a website? Yes. Or several. Popfilter.co is the place where you can go to get all things Popfilter, including this podcast, all of the other podcasts that we do. Um, popfilter.co slash Amazon is where you go to uh, that's what your new Amazon bookmark is so make sure that you buy everything through that bookmark if you're on Amazon you're like wait hold on I should go to popfilter.co slash Amazon and that's where you get your link from and if uh, your healthcare provider is one medical popfilter.co slash Amazon is also where you go to talk to your doctor now that is awesome That see see what we're doing here people uh, and then uh, yourpopfilter.com slash Patreon is the website. No, Patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. I know that your there is weird, but just ignore yeah. that. Just type it in. Click, click, click. What is it? Four clicks? Why oh you are That's four clicks. Like, if you're in a submarine, four clicks, is that's nothing, that's, right? Oh, no, that's pretty far. That's four nautical miles. What is that? And that, you've seen how slow submarines <laughs> flow? Yeah. That's how slow you should type that in to make sure that you're getting it right. It's patreon.com slash your pot filter. And, um, you know, see a tier, pick a tier, rate a tier. Shed a tier. Yeah, shed a tier. Uh, I, take a picture of the tier that you shed when you subscribe to our Patreon mm-hmm. because it's that important to us. It's that important to you. It's just one tier. Not like a tattooed tier. Like, don't take no. a picture of, like, the person that you killed in jail. That's not – like – Shed a real yeah, tear. No snuff tear. No, no snuff pictures. What we'd like is like one tear to come out of your eye past the tattoo mm-hmm. and then into your mouth because we do want to recycle. Recycle, reduce, reuse. So that tear should go directly past your tattoo tear into your mouth. From Dune. Swallow that, and that will create a new tear for the future, and you'll be on a Patreon tier. Mike, I'm pretty sure I did that, right? I think you crushed that. I loved it. I love you. I love this episode. If you loved it or hated it, let us know at your pop filter on Instagram or on Twitter. Ryan, you're tearing up right now. I'm, this is this is <laughs> emotional for me. Uh, 
subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend if you like this show. Also, you should check out Movie of the Year, where Ryan, Greg, and I are going through right now 1982. What are some of the fine flicks we're covering, Ryan? Uh, a lot of people think that it's E.T. versus Blade Runner, but come mm-hmm. on, people. Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan, gonna take the whole thing down. Versus? Um, I would say Star Trek One. The the less the the before wrath of lesser con, the before wrath of lesser con rolls off the tongue. So that's movie of the year. Check it out. Rate, subscribe, review, and then if you miss Cassie and Caitlin like I do, and you want uh, from the horse's mouth report of Comic Con because they told us they will not be talking about it next week when they're back at all, uh, check out Unnatural Twenties, where Cassie, Caitlin, and our friend Books talk about what it's like to be in your twenties forever and ever and ever. That was a good sales pitch, right? Yeah, that was definitely... They would not be upset about that. That was one of the nicer ways we've said listen to yes. the show. And we waited so. until they were gone. That's how friendship rolls. Uh, that is the show. Next week, we say goodbye to the Umbrella Academy. Hello to Harley Quinn. And find out who the best villain of the year is. For Ryan and Mike, for Mike and Ryan, for Ryan and Mike. Enough said. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected anywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for millions of people who can become pregnant. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. And we're already seeing certain medical practices be restricted even in those states. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's the number four, donationsforabortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. You can also find all the links to these resources at podvoices.help and in the show notes. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.